and welcome to episode number 85 of the Kerrville Podcast. Michaela Taylor here, and we have the great John Barrera. And we have an awesome guest today. Uh, he is full of fire and excitement about something awesome coming to the Doyle community, bringing community together. John, go ahead and introduce today's guest. Absolutely. You want to talk about somebody giving back to Kerrville, the place he was raised. We have Nelson White with DeVille Indoor Sports Center. Welcome, Nelson. Welcome to the podcast, yes. Nelson. So glad that you're here this morning. And so uh, what is this? It's a sports center. Is that right? It's an indoor mini pitch. We're taking an existing building and we're going to refurbish it there in the dual district. So the indoor mini pitch, uh, somebody that doesn't know anything about baseball, I guess that's baseball, right? Well, a pitch is a soccer. It's a soccer field. Oh, it's a see. I, I told you. I, <laughs> Come on, Michaela. <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, so a mini pitch. It's a soccer field. So okay, it's an indoor soccer field. That sounds cool. Yeah, it is definitely. Um, what it does is. Um, it it gives you the opportunity to play soccer in a in a smaller or a pickup facet. Like uh, you don't have a lot of pickup soccer. Nobody's you know chomping at the bit to go play on a big field and and you're running all over the place. But you only got six guys. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, do do? yeah. So it takes like in. an hour to kick the ball back and forth and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So um, we what we've done is we we initiated our. Nonprofit, we we got us a nonprofit, and uh, we we have uh, insurance through AYSO. Uh, AYSO is the local uh, soccer uh, like city league, and so they've been here for thirty plus years. And so got with got with those guys, and we got with another nonprofit, which is Doyle, and uh, the Doyle district invited us to host um, like a mini soccer, mini basketball pitch. Awesome! Yes. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. All right, so why is this so important to do this? Yes, that was you know? my that was, yeah. Yeah. Michaela, Sorry, you stole sorry my John, question. I didn't mean to steal your thunder there, buddy. Yeah. Well, why it's so important is because uh, in my travels and in the things that I've done in my life, I was in the military for 20 years. And Well, thank you uh, thank for your you service. For your, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, huge um, shout out. Thank you. I'm, we're grateful for all of our veterans here on the Curveball Podcast. John Barrera as well. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, thank yeah, thank you, uh uh, Mr. White for your service and uh, very grateful for you. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I spent a lot of time traveling and, and, and playing sports. And what I've noticed is that sports brings, it, it generates a buzz. If you understand how it feels to be on a winning team or even being on a losing team, you're part of something. Mm-hmm. And so what I learned from growing up here in Kerrville is that it's very important to have team players, you know, be a team player wherever you're at. And so that's that's what I want to bring to the community. I want to show them that we, you know, we actually grew some kids that actually can give back. So you you were born and raised in Kerrville. Correct. And uh, you you then went into the service and you you, were, you said you were a dual was, discharge, right? You dual did, service. Uh, what what two branches were you in? I was in the Navy initially uh, from from uh, 89 to 92. Okay. And, and then you went on to another I got out and I went to barber school. I went to I went into cosmetology. I cut okay. hair. So I cut hair and then I turned around and then I joined the military when I was 32 years old and went back wow. to boot camp. That's incredible. All over again. Yeah, I told John I did it all over again at 32. I wanted to I wanted to fix some of the things where I faltered, you know. Okay. And so I got that opportunity and so I chose to go and I I went back after 9/11. I went back to the military. So you grew up in Kerrville. What was it like growing up in Kerrville? 
Well, we were on the other side of the tracks, say. And so we lived over in the Doyle District. It was a lot different back then. My grandmother used to always tell me, you know, hey, be careful, you know, if you're over by the movie theater or walking to the mall, you had to be cautious, you know, because... And the movie theater, you're talking about uh, over off of Guadalupe Street. Right. Yeah, right by yeah. the river. Yeah, over by Walmart area. I had my first Walmart. kiss in there. Did you really? <laughs> I went to a movie there before they tore it down. Well, I mean, before they moved it over to Rio 10 or whatever, I, I went to a movie there one time back in like 2003 or something like that. You so. should check it out now. We went to a ball over there, and it's it's nice. Really? Where the movie theater? What? Where the theater is downtown. They turned it into a... It's like a galley hall, a gala hall. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea. I yeah, didn't either. Yeah, we'll have to find out some more information about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. So, so uh, growing up in Kerrville and in the mall, or at the same mall that we have now, right? Correct. Was the mall, did the mall have more stores in it then? Was it more packed, or was it about the same? It was It was more stores in there. It was more stores back there then. There were, okay. It was, I thought it was wall-to-wall. We didn't only, I don't think we had any open spaces. Now, did, did you ever travel around? Like, did you ever go to San Antonio much or anything, or did you mostly stay in Kerrville growing up? I went to San Antonio. Uh, you actually could get a haircut in San Antonio. Where okay. Here you go to the you go to the barber shop and you come back scout. Is that kind of the reason <laughs> that you wanted to open a barber shop here? You're like, I got a market here, you know. Nobody, there's nobody else is doing what what I'll be able to do. <laughs> well, I've always been like a, a entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. And so, um, I took the things that I learned. Um, when I was growing up, I said, well, if there's no barber here, then that's a problem. So I try to solve it. So that's what I've been doing all my life is just solving little problems one at a time. That's awesome. And with the Doyle community, you saw something that you can fix. Directly, yes. So we, we talked about this when we first met. And, and I want to get into it because you were very passionate about it. We talked about a, a, young, a, a young person having so much energy and and um, drive but nowhere to put it and is that that's one of the reasons behind you creating the deville definitely um one of the things that i noticed when i was when i was growing up we had we had one coach um coach pfeiffer and um coach pfeiffer actually was the only black coach in the town and so i really paid attention i really focused on and um Coach Pfeiffer was a, he is a master of, of a lot of trades. He does a lot of things. He could, he taught us a two-step in junior high. He, he still teaches dance classes today. Right. Really? Right. Yeah. And so that guy actually really inspired me. So that was probably one of my first uh, mentors that I would look up to. And um, he he fixed a lot of the issues in, in, uh, in the town. So he kind of kept the community close-knit. And so I wanted to, I guess, emulate some of his some of his characteristics and so i actually um I, like i said i got my barber's license right out of right out of um the military and then i turned around and i went back to the service after 10 years i had been out the reason why was because i guess i was trying to fix the fact that i didn't finish i didn't do 20 so i had to go back and fix that mm. so I, I i did that and i and i guess at the heart of my at my core I really just want to get back to that community because it really built who I am. It really has built who I am today. What's the difference now in the Doyle district than, you know, when you were growing up? Well, that was a, it was an underlying racism that we knew where we were supposed to be. We had our own swimming pool. We had, um, 
you know, we had the park, Carver Park. Um, was a lot, just families. And it was very close-knit. My great-grandmother actually helped build that park. It wasn't how it is now. It has all this nice, spacious grass, and it's beautiful. They they put a pile of dirt there and a fence, and they made it a baseball pitch. And uh, some of my uncles, my Uncle Joe was in the, he's in the, he played in the Negro League, and those guys were amazing. They 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 took sports and they made it a positive light in our community, and so that's what I want to give back to them. I wanna I want to generate eyes on. There's so many athletes here that don't get a chance mm. because of whatever because of the cost. Mom and dad yeah, can't costs afford. are expensive. Hey. Right. Yeah. And so we're not trying to leave any kids behind when it comes to. To, uh, when we set up the pitch, it's not going to be any large fees or anything like that. You you bring your ball, bring your shoes, and show up and play. And uh, what that'll do is it builds camaraderie uh, for the community. And so when they can see somebody, you know, somebody, hey, I'm here, let's let's go. And so people that have like, you know, they're single parents. Um, I grew up in a single parent home, and we I could have been in all kind of trouble. Mm. But I played ball at Carver. I, I just go up there with my basketball. It's very cheap. Shoot ball all day, and then go home and and sleep and do it again. And so, uh, the positive things that were like like I don't I won't talk about the negative things that were that were generated um, over there because there's nothing we can do about that. Um, the racism and stuff. You know, one time I never forget Clander Claus came to Kerrville. Um, we were invited. We actually went to the courthouse and sit on the steps and talk. And we wanted to understand what his point of view was. He preached separatists. He wanted to be separate. And so what I find is sports brings us all together. And so with that, I want to I show people, no matter what your complexion is, no matter what your, your age is, no matter what, if you... If you work and you be part of a team, we accomplish much more together. And so that's that's what I want to bring to, to the Doyle District and to Kerrville because really Kerr County Kerr County has so many um there's so many athletes here and so many soldiers too. There are yeah. tons yeah, of Yeah, number one here. per capita. Kerr County is number one per capita in the state of Texas for the for the amount of veterans here. Wow. That's what I was told in the past week. I don't know. Wow. That's what somebody's telling me. Yeah. That's an awesome stat. I didn't know that. It really yeah. is. I mean not the mo- not the highest number of veterans, but the most per capita, you know, of veterans, which is still awesome, you know. Uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of huge veteran population here. And so that to me says um, you know, we should we should have more things for the kids. There should be a skating rink. There should be a you know, there should be things for the kids to do, but um, I see they put stuff way out, you know, way out um, on Junction Highway. You know, it's kind of far for, for a kid to go. You probably have to have a some kind of membership or whatever to go to the water park they have. You know, why? So I think that when you see when you see something that's a that you feel is a problem or an issue, I think you should take the initiative and, and uh, fix it. This is, some, this is something we've never covered on the podcast, Michaela, and this might be controversial, but it's so powerful and it's real, you know? I, I'm just speechless because I, I haven't thought of a lot of things from this perspective before. And, and I, 
I mean, you, you hear the stories, but nobody nobody ever talks about it anymore. Mm. You know, it's never it's never brought up anymore. Mm-mm. You know what what things were like, and it wasn't. I mean, it weren't weren't that many years ago. What what years are you talking about? That before you went off to the service, what years are you talking about? I'm talking about from seventy nine to eighty eighty eight. I want to say. I mean, what what you're saying sounds like something you'd think about in like the 1950s yes. or the the 1960s, but I mean, we're talking the 1980s here, mm-hmm. right? Oh, we lived on the other side of the tracks. My grandmother always would remind me, you know, you you live on this side of town, and so um, it's one of those things that uh, I don't know. I felt special. It made me feel special. I live on this side of town. Uh, they had their own. They had their own barbershops. They had their own. Uh, they had like a, a clothing store. They had they had barbecues. We had we had everything we needed right there on that side of town. And then when it becomes segregated, what it did was, uh, or when it became in- integrated, it 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 uh, took all the people and it spread them out all over town. So you kind of spread out over town. People thought that it was run down, and it started to be run down. And so a lot of my heroes, a lot of guys. Uh, ended up going to prison. Um, um, people that played, they played sports. I mean, those were my heroes. I grew up without a father. So when I saw a man kick butt, it, it made me, it challenged me to, to I want to be like that guy. Mm. And so, I mean, they taught us how to swim like there at the Martin Pool, which now is covered in dirt, um, which is, to me, it's a travesty, but what can you do? And so they kind of... Um, have built down on top of what was existing and it took away to me it takes away from the integrity of that side of town it's not like it used to be uh as far as the pride that we took we were we were proud people over there and they're still proud but yeah um you know it's uh in a lot of ways uh the young folks don't stand up because they've been rejected or or told they can't do something and so Nelson, most people who have been through what you have been through would be bitter and and um, have have a sour mindset, but you are wanting to bring everybody together, Correct. no matter what your background is. Correct. Why? 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 Because there's no better team. That's what America is built on, and that's what Kirk County should be built on. In my eyes, I see it as, uh, you know. My family put bricks on that on that street down there. On uh, what street is that? That they have the bricks lining. Oh, uh, it's downtown. Water Street. It's Water Street. Yeah, my, yeah. My family put bricks on that street. Um, my my uncles worked for the city. They they worked the water plant and they they done a lot of things, a lot of jobs, blue collar jobs, that uh, people wouldn't want to do. Trash man, you know, things of that such, and um, they don't. Uh, you're not going to get any credit in life for, for not trying. And so uh, anything worth uh, having and putting together, this is something that uh, will, it will definitely bring eyes to what team, what team is about. Um, every person has something to contribute. So I really feel like it needs to be there. What would be the perfect scenario? Uh, let's say... Uh, the DeVille Indoor Sports Center goes really good. You get a lot of people signing up, a lot of people. It becomes extremely active, which I hope it does. 
Um, but what you know for the Doyle district, uh, what what would be the perfect scenario that you can imagine for the Doyle district? Well, I would I would say if we could get uh, a donation or the building, we're going to actually uh, take the funding from running tournaments through uh, through uh, Doyle. We're going to have the tournaments there at Doyle, and then hopefully in the future we'll get our own building. And so okay. for an indoor mini pitch, the correct size and the and the thing, we're going to get the whole, we would love to get the whole package. The, wow. Yeah, uh, which is about a $600,000 um, thing. This is an inflatable building in the floor, the tiled floor that you need, and it's uh, netting, it's netted, and bleachers, and so... It's about six hundred thousand dollars. But how cool is that? To, I mean, to to think about that that happening, and uh, yeah, there are a lot of kids, you know, around here that that they don't play sports because a they can't afford to play the sports, or they might not have access to play the sports or whatever. And this is a solution to that. Very expensive. Yeah, it is very expensive. Yeah, softball. Yeah. I, I mean, especially when you get into like the select teams and everything. Yes, and, and all the fees and everything, and all the traveling and everything. Mm-hmm. What What about the kids that that can't play on the select teams? You know what 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 about their parent? If their parents are too busy to to travel with them everywhere, what if What if their parents can't afford to pay for all that stuff? I mean, what how, What do these kids do? What, are, what is there right now for these kids to do? Right, uh, Deville will provide a scholarship. For anybody that can't play, if you can't yes. afford to, we actually we actually will um, sponsor that child to play, and uh, the the other kids have no clue who's sponsored or not. But uh, the kid that would be sponsored is, is someone who is uh you know he needs he needs that funding to get where he's going, and we're gonna leave no kid behind. Had Deville been there, That's how it should be. Yes, you're right. H- had Deville been there when you were a child. Do you think it could have saved the trajectory of some of these lives? Do you, going to prison, getting killed, definitely. And do you think Deville will save lives? Definitely, definitely. We'll have we'll have everything from we'll have uh, what they call smokers. We used to have them in the Navy. There were little smoker matches, boxing matches, and headgears and things of that such. Um, there's a lot of energy in that in that neighborhood that um, you can see the kids riding their bikes and doing things like that, but. If you did it with a team, if you did it as a group, that's what I'm that's what I'm more or less um, pushing for, because one of the things that I learned in the workforce is that your basic your basic bottom line team uh, team building uh, concepts are something that they don't they don't teach them in school. Everybody's an individual, you know, left, right, left. But you're you're your own person. But as a team, you move as a unit. And so. I really, I really do believe in team, in teamwork, and so I think that it will save lives. I think that it will, I think that it will innovate children to say, you know, I am, I am special. I do live on the other side of the tracks, but I actually have something to bring to the table. I bring something to the team. When you see where I come from, don't look at my humble beginnings. Look at where we're going. Mm. That's beautiful, Nelson. And I appreciate what you're doing for the community. How, how could we have the Kerrville podcast and not have you on and, and not talk about the Doyle district and not talk about what, you know, what really has happened in Kerrville? Yeah. You know, it, it's easy to just shine the light on all the sunshine and rainbows, but this is the Kerrville podcast. And I appreciate you bringing that up. Sure. It's hard. 
You, you know, and, and here's something that, that just kind of hit me. I mean, so the Doyle District, I mean, y'all were very proud of this area, took very good care of this area, and then it, you it, they decentralized it. What was the word, the, what, the term that you used? Um they well they they integrated they integrated they integrated but it it kind of um it diluted the the environment where everybody kind of moved away um maybe maybe back then mortgages or things you couldn't live outside of that area because you couldn't afford to because they were blue collar workers or whatnot and so you had a lot of either single parents and things of that such we had the swimming pool martin pool cost i think 50 cents to swim we'd swim all day um to go all the way out to the Olympic pool, you know, it cost a dollar, whatever. But, um, you know, it just, I mean, it's still a pretty good distance away from there. Right. I mean, if you're a kid, you can't really ride your bike there. We used to. I mean, especially, I mean, <laughs> I mean, these days, I mean, riding your bike, that's a good couple mile ride at least, you know. Yep. So, yeah, there. I mean, there really is no pool over there. And then, uh, and, and, and I love the people you know, that have the pool in that area, but it's kind of, it, there's a cost that goes with the other pool that's closer to the Doyle district. So, right. so, I mean, what do kids do? Like, well, do they just not swim? I mean, what? Well, they did build the croc center that, you know, they built the croc center and that's another thing that, you know, Kerrville has done well is, um, you know, the YMCA, but the YMCA uh, has a price tag. It costs to go there. And so, um, you won't see a lot of you won't see a lot of indigent kids. You won't see a lot of poor people going in there to lift weights. It costs too much. Hey, you mean the Croc Center? Is that what the you're, Croc Center? Yeah, right. yeah, there is a cost to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so so it, we won't leave anybody behind. That's a, yeah. And, and I love what the Croc Center does for our community. I mean, right. they they come in. They're they're on the morning show quite mm-hmm. a bit and everything. Yeah. And they they do a lot. They're doing a huge back to school bash this weekend, and awesome. uh, they're going to give out a bunch of all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, free haircuts. They're going to do. I think school supplies are going to have like nine bounce houses and everything. So they do they do a lot of good for the community. Right. But I'm I'm thinking on the on the side of sports here and and an affordable sports mm-hmm. program to where kids they they do learn a lot from being in sports. They do learn team building. Mm-hmm. They learn how to win and they learn how to lose. Right. You know so what yeah, I mean? Those are those are life skills. They are life skills. They're very very important, and uh, every kid should be able to experience those. I've learned more from my losses, actually. Yeah, me too. Yeah. You do. I tell my kids, I tell them, you didn't lose, you learned. Amen. It's the truth. We got to Fail forward. Yep. It's, yeah. e- it's easy to talk about, but it's so hard to do. I was the worst loser. And, and you're a your prime example of, you know, having hard times, but you want to pass a torch on. And, and you know, I just, this is so powerful, Michaela. Really. So this sports center, have you? So this is going to be at the Doyle Center. This is happening. It's happening. This is happening. And uh, when's it going to launch? We right now we're working the, the refurbishment of the concrete floor. Okay. Uh, the kids can't. We don't want them to play on the concrete, so we're going to put a rubber ceiling on it. And once that's there, so probably in the next three months we'll be we'll be on our feet. We've actually raised seed money to uh, to purchase the things we need and to run one tournament through there. And so. Um, there's a need for it, so we're gonna go. We're yeah, gonna that's go. that's huge. So, uh, so about three months. Do you want to do you want to give acknowledge anybody that's helped with this or anything like that, oh, or man. do they want to remain anonymous, or do they want to do they want to be acknowledged? Just well, I mean, whatever you want to do. Right. I, um, I would say to my board members, all, all of the Bill Incorporated board members, thank them. Um, I don't want to name them by I don't want to give them by name, but um, everybody on the Bill Incorporated, they know who they are, 
and uh, very special people. They're Shriner, uh, Shriner uh, Institute. They they actually two instructors that are board members, um, and then the other my other family, uh, which I call them family. The other board members are just local workers. They people that have put in their time, and uh, blue collar workers. Still, we're all still blue collar workers. I'm I'm a barber, um, and a mechanic, and a and a jack of few trades, but also a coach, and um, a person that I definitely want to give back to my community. That's really what the most important thing is. Um, there's there's nothing like that. Yeah. There, you're right. There's nothing like giving back and the feeling that comes along, you know, walking away at the end of the day, knowing that you did something for other people, you know, and, and knowing that you're changing lives and that you're changing the trajectory of other people's lives. That without you stepping in, and, and I think that's when we find our purpose in life, because uh, there's a gigantic void and a, and a gigantic hole there. And unless we step in, and and fill that void and change the dra- the trajectory of these people's lives they're going into that hole they're going into that void but we do have an opportunity here all of us everybody you're listening watching and listening to the podcast mm-hmm. you have an opportunity to stop step in and change the trajectory of people's lives and help pull them from going into that void or that wow. hole you do we all have that that's our purpose in life everybody that's it there can't be anything else. Help each other. Exactly. Lend a hand. So Nelson, you could have you could have just been a victim, and you could have just let somebody else step into that void, step into you know, be like, ah, I'm washing my hands. I don't I don't care about the next generation. But you're not. You're you're creating something. You're leaving a legacy, and and I appreciate it. I really do. I know that the Doyle community appreciates it. I know Kerville does. And we are so honored to have you on today to talk about this. Thank and if somebody want, somebody listening is moved and wants to contribute, how do they? Yeah, how do people help? Um, we actually get in touch with DeVille Incorporated. Uh, you can find us. We're on the web, um, uh, DeVille Incorporated. And we also have uh, on the Doyle website. We're coming up on the Doyle website. So once you go to Doyle, if you go to the door website, you'll see uh, DeVille Incorporated, and you'll get all our information to um, to donate to us. And we also have a what is it? Is a pay a PayPal? PayPal? We have a PayPal. We have a PayPal. Okay. And so that'll be another way you can contribute. But all that is on the door website and on the DeVille Incorporated website. You can find us. How did this come about? Like, what was your your like? When when did the idea for this? How how did that all transpire? Well, I always wanted to have a gym. I always wanted to have a gym, uh, bring people in, get workout, you know. Um, but uh, what changed for me was when I got to town, I actually um, I had been here for a year. I'd been here for about a year. And um, I, I got out of the military, and I was looking for what my purpose is. I really was trying to find it, soul searching. I did, um, I did a few different jobs, and uh, none, of them, none of them gave me any, any pleasure but I started uh, coaching. I coached soccer in Florida, and everybody could see me light up. They thought it was, they thought it was cute. They thought, uh, why, why are you so excited when you, when you get out there with those kids and you're coaching? And I, and I, to me, I guess, uh, in my heart of hearts, I know I'm a coach. I know I'm a, a leader. 
but um being being from the area I'm from, you know, we got we you get rejected and you feel like, you know, well maybe I shouldn't try anymore. But oh, what yeah. uh what what I learned from those kids, I learned that, you know, you don't have to be the best at what you do. You just have to you have to keep working. You have to have a team and you have to have an ideal that um you're good enough. You're good enough. And come be part of it. Nelson, thank you for coming on today. Sure. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for having me. Nelson White, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, episode number 85 of the Curveball Podcast. Uh, anything else you want to get out while you're here, Nelson? Mm. No, I think that's about it. Okay. I love All you. All right. Love you, too. Yeah. We do, awesome. too, Nelson. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, there we go. That's uh, number 85 of the Curbo Podcast. We're going to take a break on Thursday. I got some things I need to take care of Thursday. Uh, but then we'll be back with number 86 on Tuesday. And Tuesday, we have on Tuesday. John's like, what do you hey, do this to me every time, Michaela? I'm telling you. <laughs> Andrew and Gilbert with Texas Hill Country. Boom. All right, that's going to be on Tuesday of next week. Yeah. So, awesome. Thank you so much once again, Nelson. And that's going to wrap up number 85. You can get this at CurvilPodcast.com. You can get this, uh, type in Curvil Podcast on the Apple Podcast, on the Google Podcast, on the Spotify Podcast, on the iHeartRadio Podcast. You can also get it on YouTube and Facebook as well. Curvil Podcast, available on like 20-something podcast platforms. Have a great one. We'll see you on Tuesday. Yeah.